welcome to the Babies and Boundaries podcast. My name is Maddie and I am on a mission to change the culture around postpartum. I am here to validate new mom's experiences, help you set and enforce boundaries around your baby, and to protect and promote the mother-baby bond. Join me each week as we dive into these topics. I have debated making this video (laughs) because I can hear the comments already. So let me go ahead and give a couple disclaimers before we get into this video. This video is by no means meant to bash all grandparents. This video does not apply to all grandparents. This video applies to certain subsets of grandparents who display these behaviors. And if you are a grandparent who watches this video and you feel offended, I invite you to just be curious as to why that is. Because me personally, when I see criticism online of other millennial parents, for example, there's some criticism on TikTok of millennial parents saying millennial parents are lazy, they put their kids in front of iPads all day. That content does not offend me because I know I am not a lazy parent who has the intention of putting their child in front of an iPad all day. So that content doesn't apply to me, therefore it doesn't offend me. But if you're a grandparent who feels like your feathers are a bit ruffled after watching this video, Maybe just take some time to self-reflect as to why that is. The intention of this video is not by any means to bash anyone. I'm really just trying to touch on a subject that I know many parents, specifically moms, are struggling with. It really breaks my heart how many messages I get from women who are truly hurting because of these things. They, you know, have been sent into postpartum depression because of how poorly they were treated by their parents and in-laws regarding their baby. And so at the end of the day, my mission really is to open up these conversations in hopes that we can change the culture around this. I never want new moms to feel the way that some of these moms right now are feeling. It's very heartbreaking to me because having a baby is is really supposed to be one of the best times in your life and it's so saddening to me that so many women are just really being robbed of that experience. It's no secret that many people struggle with their parents or their in-laws after their baby is born. If you've never seen me or my content before, I make content about boundaries in motherhood. And more often than not, the messages I'm getting from my audience are mainly about the struggles they're having with their child's grandparents in regards to not respecting boundaries, overstepping, etc. I've been making content on this subject for about five months now, and I have received thousands of messages, thousands of stories of new mothers who are struggling with their parents and in-laws. So yes, this is a pretty big problem. And today I'm going to be answering the million dollar question. Why are so many people struggling with their parents and in-laws after they have a baby? And what's wrong with the current generation of grandparents? So without further ado, let's get into it. First reason why I believe many people are struggling with their parents and in-laws after they have a child is that many grandparents today are looking at their grandchild as a do-over, as a second opportunity at parenting. And I think they look at it as a do-over for two reasons. The first reason is I think a lot of them carry guilt about the way they raised their children, right? Many of the Gen X and Boomer parents were pretty harsh on their kids. They were the I'll give you something to cry about kind of parents. They were the you will blindly obey me kind of parents. And they literally had to play commercials in the 1980s that asked parents, do you know where your child is? It's 10 o'clock at night. And also they had to play commercials telling parents to be nice to their children. And to their credit, many of these Boomer and Gen X parents just did the things they were taught their childhood, right? So generational trauma was passed down to them and they were just working with the trauma that was passed down to them. I really don't think it wasn't until the rise of, you know, mental health awareness and therapy and really social media, people kind of started realizing, hey, you know, children are actually people with their own feelings. And maybe we shouldn't just beat them because they 
made a mess. Right, maybe we shouldn't just be screaming at them because they're having an age-appropriate toddler tantrum. And I really think this is not only why a lot of them are seeking a do-over, but why so many of them literally love their grandchildren more than they love their own children. Which, in my personal opinion, I don't think is the natural order of things. I don't think you should love the child that your daughter-in-law or your daughter carries in her body and births and you know, you see every week or two, more than the children that you carried in your body, birthed and spent every waking moment with, right? That to me just doesn't make a lot of sense. I understand being a grandparent is probably a different kind of love. It's probably, you know, a really unique feeling seeing your child have a child. I don't think it's appropriate for grandparents to love their grandchildren more than their own children. I don't think that's the natural order of things. My second theory as to why some of them might be seeking a do-over with their grandchildren is many mothers didn't have an identity outside of motherhood. Motherhood was, you know, their entire reason for existing. And of course, motherhood is a very large part of my identity, but I just think so many mothers back then were just, you know, so wrapped up in it. And it was, you know, just their entire life. And so they never really figured out how to have a life outside of that. And so when grandchildren come along, they think, oh, here is another chance to do that over again. I also think many Boomer and Gen X grandparents weren't in the happiest of marriages because, um, you know, divorce wasn't all that common. And so I think a lot of them were just in really unhappy marriages. And so they clung to their children, you know, so dearly. The second reason why I believe so many people are struggling with their child's grandparents is that there is a power struggle at play. I think a lot of Gen X and Boomer grandparents are very much under the respect your elders mentality. And you know, there's this idea that just because somebody is a certain age, they're automatically owed respect and they are automatically an authority figure for our children. For me personally, that's not the way that my family is going to operate. To me, grandparents are a supportive role, not an authoritative parent figure. Something, an interesting dynamic that goes along with the power struggle theory is that it seems as if there are a lot of grandparents who take enjoyment out of controlling a small child, right? And I think that's why we see a lot of these grandparents, you know, taking such an interest in babies and toddlers and then not really caring when they get older is because for some odd reason, enjoy like the dynamics of controlling a small child. The third reason why I think so many people are struggling with their child's grandparents is I believe a lot of you guys are dealing with narcissists. And I say this because many of the messages I read, there's very clear indicators, you know, that this person is, you know, at least has narcissistic tendencies. And I, in my own life, have dealt with a narcissist, and so I know how they operate. I know some of these tactics. And so here's some signs that your parents or in-laws might be a narcissist. Number one, they will never respect your boundaries, okay? I've said this before, but narcissists and boundaries are like oil and water. Narcissists are not capable of respecting boundaries. Everything belongs to them, including their adult children, and they don't really give their adult children a sense of self they just view their adult children as extensions of them so it's like okay who are you to have boundaries you know narcissists also cannot take criticism they can dish it out all day but the second you try to say hey your actions were hurtful to me world war three even though they just got done criticizing your parenting criticizing you as a person and you tell them hey you know that actually hurt me no narcissists also never take accountability for their actions i've seen recurring stories of this from my audience you know a very clear boundary will be violated. Like a grandparent will kiss a newborn baby and the baby gets sick 
and the parents are like, um, you literally caused my newborn to get sick and the grandparent will not take accountability for their actions when they are very clearly in the wrong. Trying to get a narcissist to take accountability for their actions is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. You can also never express any grievances around a narcissist. They will always gaslight you, belittle you, make you feel like you're crazy and making it all up. And they will also always throw the ungrateful part. Well, you're just so ungrateful for all the things I did for you as a parent. And so all that being said, I think dealing with people who are narcissists or have narcissistic tendencies is incredibly difficult. And again, another reason why I think so many people are struggling with their child's grandparents. Another problem with the current generation of grandparents is that there is definitely a sense of entitlement slash selfishness. And I'm gonna address entitlement first. There seems to be this underlying belief that they are owed a certain grandparent experience. And I'm not sure where they have conjured up this experience. I don't know if it's because, you know, they see their friends on Facebook doing certain things. And something that also kind of plays into that is selfishness. So many of these stories involve like a baby or a small child quite literally being harmed because the grandparent wants to do something, right? So an example I can think of is I've gotten a lot of stories from people saying, my mother-in-law literally would not give me my breastfed baby back when they were like hungry and crying, right? Because the mother-in-law wanted to continue holding the baby longer. So she was willing to allow that baby to be hungry for her own benefit. And what's so crazy about these stories is like, these will be the same people that are like, oh, I just love my grandchildren so much. But the definition of love is to will the good of another. And if you truly love your grandchild, you will want what's best for them. And in the early years of their life, what's best for them is their parents. More specifically, their mother. Babies need their mother. Babies are incredibly mother-dependent beings. And so it's fine to love your grandchild and be excited about them. Please think about their needs. You know, when you're at a family gathering and that baby is fussy and overstimulated and needs a nap, please allow those parents to go put their baby down for a nap or to leave the vicinity. When that baby is crying in general, give them back to their mother because I promise you that's what that baby wants. Just a lot of these stories just really show a theme of selfishness. Speaking of mother-in-laws, I think a big problem that is contributing to parent-grandparent tension is toxic boy moms. If you've never heard of the term enmeshment or toxic boy mom, it's basically when a woman has usually a poor relationship with her partner and she seeks spousal type love from her son. She seeks having her emotional needs fulfilled from her son. And so as you can imagine, when this man gets married, it's not gonna be good news for his wife. Toxic boy moms will always see their daughter-in-laws as a threat. They will always see their daughter-in-law as something that, you know, took their son away from them. They will never be receptive to boundaries. They will never be even open to that conversation because they believe they are entitled to, you know, this level of emotional fulfillment from their son. It's all very twisted. And I do feel for the men in these situations because a lot of them are just really blind to their mother's behavior. She has spent her entire life convincing him that he is responsible for her emotional needs and voids and a lot of these men have very people-pleasing type tendencies and really struggle to set boundaries with their parents. And so my best advice is if your partner is in this situation, there's gotta be some sort of self-discovery about his mom's behavior, whether that means going to therapy and unpacking things or you know getting into some different resources. There's a really great account on Instagram. I will link it below. His name is Michael Stephen Coaching. He has great videos on this. 
And so there has to be healthy emotional distance when a man is in this situation with his mom. Another theory I can't stop thinking about is I really think, you know, these issues of grandparents crossing boundaries and overstepping and being overbearing are not new. My mom talks about dealing with some of these situations when I was a baby 27 years ago. So this is not really a new concept, but what I think is a new concept is women standing up for themselves. I think for so long it was seen as impolite for new moms to set boundaries and to communicate their preferences, especially to, you know, people who were very much in a mindset of respect your elders, the elders got the final say. And so I think now a lot of Gen Z and millennial moms are kind of finding their voice. It is very much a culture shock to a lot of these older generations. And I'm just so thankful that we are moving away from this culture where women are pressured to be chill and to just go with the flow. Because do you know what chill is synonymous with? It's synonymous with being a doormat. I am proud that I am not a chill mom because that means I am somebody who's willing to stand up for my values and my boundaries. And again, like I said, I'm just really glad that the culture is changing to where women are feeling comfortable enough to speak up for themselves. Not to say it isn't scary. It definitely can be scary setting boundaries with your parents and in-laws. But again, it's just so great that we are moving away from the days where women just had to suffer in silence. Another thing I think could, that contributes to this problem is I feel like a lot of the boomer and Gen X generation were sold this idea that like retirement and becoming a grandparent was going to be the peak of their life. Right. I think a lot of them, you know, they worked the same job that maybe they didn't really like for 40 years. They were in unhappy marriages, didn't really like their own kids. And so now they're getting to the end of the horizon where they're retired and they're having grandparents and they're like, okay, this is my time to shine, right? They're thinking this is going to be the best point of my life. And so there's all these expectations on this grandchild to fulfill these emotional needs and happiness. Another cultural norm that I think contributes to this is a lot of the Gen X and the boomer generation were raised by their grandparents. Not all of them, obviously there were still a lot of stay-at-home moms at that time. I've heard some of my boomer family members talk about being raised by their grandma because their mom went to work and daycare wasn't really a thing wasn't really super popular until the 80s and 90s so that before that time you know if you had working parents you were with your grandparents a lot of the time and so I think they kind of have that same expectation for us whatever experiences they had with their grandparents they're expecting to have the same experience as a grandparent I've gotten a few messages that say something along the lines of, oh, my mom or my mother-in-law talks about when I was a baby or my husband was a baby, they would drop us off with our grandparents all the time and kind of insinuating that that's the expectation they have as well. The last thing I'm gonna touch on is it seems like a lot of grandparents will have other grandchildren and you know have a certain experience with them and expect that to be the same with your child. For example, I get a lot of messages that say something along the lines of my sister-in-law lets my mother-in-law basically raise her kids. And so now my mother-in-law expects that same level with my children. And so yeah, I definitely think, you know, sometimes they have an experience with one set of grandchildren and expect that to be the norm going forward. And when you say, hey, you know, I'm actually not comfortable with you babysitting yet. I'm not looking for childcare right now. It's kind of like a culture shock to them. And you know, they're kind of like, well, who are you to come around here with your rules and boundaries? I'm not used to this. So-and-so never has rules and boundaries with her kids. Why do you have rules and boundaries? So those are all my theories as to why this is such a widespread problem. If you guys have any additional theories as to why you think this is such a widespread problem, I would love to hear your theories in the comments below. And I will catch you guys next week with a brand new episode of the Babies and Boundaries podcast.